1: Second warning, we don't know anything about anything, so don't take us seriously as we take these movies seriously.
0: For today's podcast, I just have one question for you, solely. Okay. Who invited them?
1: Who invited them? It's like an Abbott and Costello routine where... We think someone's asking a question, but in fact, they're telling us something.
0: Yeah, there's no question mark at the end of this title of this movie from 2022, which, if I hadn't made it clear, is entitled Who Invited Them?
1: With no question mark. With
0: no question mark. <laughs> because it's an Abbott and Costello routine.
1: Yeah, um, I'm kind of glad it wasn't actually an Abbott and Costello routine. Mm-hmm. I feel like there was almost as much discomfort around misunderstanding and gaslighting and uh, someone intentionally being difficult about a social interaction.
0: Yeah, this was definitely a movie about gaslighting, for sure.
1: Yes. So, um before we get into it, I want to say that it was fun to see Dick Casablancas from... Veronica Mars show up as one of the main characters. Yeah. Um, I always like, he always plays like the most obnoxious characters. Like I hate the characters he plays, but there's just something about him that is entertaining to me.
0: And I always immediately confuse him with Dex Shepard. And I was like, ooh, is the couple in this movie going to be Dex and Kristen?
1: (laughs) Uh, no. Although that would have been fun. Yeah. Instead, it was Ryan Hansen, and uh, he did a good job. I thought they all did a good job of being who they were. Yeah, it was
0: a well-acted movie. It was weird people being weird and creepy.
1: Yes. And you could tell, I mean, because of the casting, like they, they had the money to spend to get people who knew what they were doing. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah this wasn't this wasn't like a shark movie
1: no, no it was not
0: in fact what this was like i'm just gonna throw it out right now this movie reminded me a lot of the invitation which mm. obviously the title's almost the same but there were parts in this movie where they would like show the neighborhood and stuff and i'd see like one light on at different houses and i'm like Oh, is this taking place in the invitation verse?
1: What's (laughs)
0: happening? And it had like the same look to it. It's very interesting.
1: Yeah. So, this movie is about a couple that's throwing a dinner party because they've just moved into a new neighborhood. The new neighborhood is in the hills. The hills. I mean, like, that's Beverly Hills, right? I I don't know. Hollywood Hills? I
0: almost think they were being, like, you know, it was just, like, people would associate that with sounding like a rich place, and so it's just some mysterious unknown rich place. Yeah. The Hills.
1: It was was an unknown rich place where basically everyone hated it, whether they lived there or not. Yeah. For various reasons. Like, it just was a weirdly uncomfortable location, even. And for a place that was super rich, like when that one lady was driving around looking for the house, <laughs> she was driving through a lot of very narrow streets, yeah, with a lot of like houses really crammed together, which is not what I would have imagined from the hills. Like yeah. I'm picturing like larger properties with big houses on them.
0: Yeah, I think it's more you know L.A. where they don't have the room for that, so rich people just sort of cram together in fancy houses that are touching.
1: I guess. It's and not great. Why would you pay so much money for that? Look. I don't know. Anyway, they have moved to the Hills and the husband, Adam is super excited about, you know, living in his rich place, a rich person place now. So he throws a party and they invite a bunch of people and mostly it's so that he can show off and like, Be something special now.
0: Yeah, he wanted his wife to chat up his boss and make him seem good, but she was not interested in the whole thing.
1: No, because she didn't really want to be there in the first place. But they got the house for cheap. So it was. Now, why did
0: they get the house for cheap, Sully?
1: I mean, I'm sure it was just a really good deal.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: Found it on the market at just the right time, right? It couldn't possibly be because there was like some kind of weird murder suicide. 20 years ago,
0: no, or was it? <laughs> yeah, he didn't tell her that was it. He kind of gave her a oh, people. I think he had told her somebody died here long ago, but he didn't get into the gory details.
1: No, so Adam and Margot are having a party, and Tom and Sasha are guests at this party.
0: Are they guests?
1: I mean, that's an interesting question because.
0: Who invited them?
1: <laughs> who invited them? No, it's an interesting question because what, what constitutes a guest? Like they were there, they, they got drinks and snacks and they got to use the bathroom and like they were in the house. <laughs> they were. They were being hosted. But are you a guest if you're being hosted by people who don't know they're hosting you? I don't
0: think so because something about the word guest means invited. I'm not sure what. That makes sense. Although people do say invited guests, which kind of implies there's such a thing as uninvited guests.
1: I guess? I don't know. Anyway, Tom and Sasha show up at the party and Margot and Adam each think that they are friends of the other person. Yeah. And are like that couple was weird after they think everyone has gone home. Only it turns out Tom and Sasha are in the pantry bathroom. In the bathroom. Is that where they were? Yeah. The bathroom? Oh, right. They were in the room doing coke. Yeah. So now suddenly the party's over and there's this couple and neither one of them knows them. And they're like, why are you still here? It's time for you to leave.
0: Yeah. And they said, No. Let's just have a little drink. It'll be fun.
1: And here's where the real horror of the whole thing starts, because Adam and Margot are now in a position where they are in this social contract with someone who is refusing to uphold their end of the social contract.
0: But not not aggressively. They just keep worming their way in a little further.
1: See, that's the magic of it, though, because if they had been aggressive in any way, then it's okay to like get aggressive back, right. or it's okay to call the police, or it's okay to do something. Yeah. Yeah. But when someone is just like passively refusing to acknowledge the social hints that you are giving them, then you start to question, Am I doing something wrong? Yeah. Should I be doing so how how am I not getting my point across? But I can't be overt and say, like, get out of my house, it's time you know, this is over that would be rude
0: can't be rude no they stay a long time just for the longest time it's fine it's weird but it's fine everybody's having a good time i
1: mean it's fine it's uncomfortable in the sense that they clearly have manipulated their way into being able to stay they show up and they say oh we're your next door neighbors you know they—they they are engaging some part of the social contract that then Adam and Marco are respecting. Yeah. Oh, okay. I have to be nice to my new neighbors. They also say that they were a little annoyed at how loud the party was, uh-huh. but they're going to let that go. So then there's like, oh, you know, it's yeah. it for cats. You owe us, right? And even more so, they're like, oh, one of your guests. Was blocking our driveway and drove over some of our yard lights. Like right, yeah. They they create this sense of obligation and then they use that.
0: They use it, but they use it just to hang out and have fun, just listening to some records, playing or drinking some whiskey. Everybody's having a nice time, doing a little coke. Why not?
1: Why not? Um, I'll tell you why not. Because you end up in situations like this. Yeah. So these two guests. Guests use the like divide and conquer. Like they pull them off into different places, and Tom totally preys on Adam's need to be important, right? Yes. Well, Sasha is like in the garage or something, totally preying on Margot's like insecurities and unhappiness with the situation. Yeah, like, of, like her living in this rich place.
0: Well, and the resentment towards Mm. her husband over Mm -hmm. kind of forcing her to give up her rock and roll career of sorts. with
1: with Mr. Sexy Pants. With
0: Mr. Sexy Pants.
1: (laughs) They're just, it's painful watching them be manipulated through the whole thing where you're just like, why are you letting this happen? But at the same time, I don't know, like, there's always that question of at what point would I have actually done something different or would I have continued to follow along with this? social contract that's being presented but then disregarded by the other side
0: yeah and they did a really good job of not pushing it ever not Mm -hmm. not until the very end do they act weird like Mm -hmm. i mean it's always a little weird but they never say something strange where the the couple is like huh what what do you mean by that they're always like saying the right thing and able to come up with it on the fly Mm -hmm.
1: Very charming, very clever. To the point where Adam finds a note on the door from their neighbors saying, your party's too loud, next time we'll call the cops. Yeah. And he's like, oh my god, you guys aren't our neighbors. Who are you? He gets really freaked out. He's like, gonna call the cops. He like, has a beer bottle and like, goes after Tom. And even at that point, they are able... To worm their way out of it and convince them that somehow they were overreacting to the situation.
0: Yeah. Which
1: is very impressive.
0: I can't believe they wouldn't let them finish their drinks.
1: Right? It's bad luck to it's send bad someone luck. away without having finished their drinks. We all know that. The drinks that they were continuously freshening up <laughs> throughout the whole movie.
0: Yeah. And that that all happened after Margot had a dead hamster in her mouth.
1: Ugh. (laughs) Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so many horrible things that they just got this couple to move on from. That piece of it I found to be very well written. It was almost unbelievable, but it wasn't because... You could see why. Like, they were so good at manipulating them.
0: Yeah, they were very sneaky. <sighs> Without ever seeming sneaky. Yeah. So that was the end of the movie. They had a nice night and left after <laughs> being threatened a little bit.
1: I The one thing that I was disappointed about was that they projected the twist way too hard early in the movie. And so I knew what was going on the whole time.
0: Well, yeah. It was clear, basically. There, there was some issue where we were supposed to think that when you hear the word twins, they have to be the same gender. And like, right. there's no other way about it. And like, immediately, I'm like, Oh, okay.
1: Right. So, I mean, there would have been a way I think they could have told the story about the twins who used to live in this house 20 years ago, and whose parents killed each other or themselves or whatever, like, the story was unknown, they could have told that story in a way that would have been tricky. Like, if he had just said, oh, and then the girls, whatever, like, because he was making the assumption that it was two girls, but then they did a whole thing, like, oh, or maybe it was two guys, or I don't know, and they, like, they spent way too much time on it, and I was like, oh, I see what's happening here. (laughs) Like, I get it. Here's the twist. Also, they needed to have the 20 years ago piece happen further away from the twins piece and in some other way because... Yeah. They said it and I'm looking at these kids who are like, definitely were exactly that age 20 years ago. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, okay. Yeah. There you are. So, I mean, I guess maybe it was we were supposed to know and then we were supposed to be horrified that this couple kept not knowing this well, terrible thing. and
0: interestingly, speaking of horrified, there was a whole tension all along because they presented themselves as a married couple and they even talked about having like a foursome or whatever. Yeah. And nothing ever came of any of that. And the whole time you're kind of thinking, oh, this has the hillbilly incest horror angle which a lot of hillbilly type movies have and I
1: mean, they're in the hills
0: they're in the hills they're <laughs> Billy's there but then there was a fun like subversion of that trope when at the end our heroes are captured it became clear to the good guys that this was the twins that had, you know, been involved in the murder in the house. Yeah. And Sasha was like, "And you thought we were like in a relationship? Ew, gross." Yeah. Like that that was unthinkable
1: to her. <laughs> for sure. I mean, I think I see what they were trying to do, and maybe like it's good to do something different than the normal trope. But also, I don't think it worked. Like it <laughs> I wanted it to be more of a surprise. Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't know. You're set up from the title of the movie that these people are bad and they're going to do something bad. If they didn't tell us that this was a murder house, I don't know, it would be out of the blue. And as soon as they told you it's a murder house, you're like, oh, these people were involved in that murder.
1: Well, here's the thing, though. It could have been... Like, I think the normal assumption, if they hadn't made such a big deal out of, like, these kids lived here and they were twins and now look yeah. its 20 years later. And Ooh. if they hadn't made such a big deal out of it, it would have been like these parents got murdered. These twins got left behind. Nobody ever figured out what happened. I got the house for cheap because of it. Like, okay. And then I think I would have assumed that these people had had something to do with that murder. Like I wouldn't yeah. have necessarily, I know they were too young. Like, but I might not have put that all together right away. And then later I would have been like, oh, right.
0: Yeah. They could have, you know, just been like this couple was murdered and, you know, not mention their kids or anything. Just like, hey, a couple got murdered in this house. And then later they'd be like, yeah, those were our parents.
1: Yeah. And it turns out we killed them. Like, I well, like they that. didn't,
0: though. That's part of the fun of the movie. Yes. This is a movie about gaslighting, and the villains, that's what they do. In the course of this movie, they actually murdered two people, I think, directly. But, oh, at least three. But anyway, they didn't murder their parents. They messed with them tricked them into being mad at each other over and over throughout their lives just because they enjoyed seeing them get in fights.
1: Yes. And then it's said that they did the same thing over and over and over again to like foster families and stuff. Yeah. Like nobody else ever killed themselves, you know, each other or whatever, but they would just, that was what they did. Like that was their final game between the two of them was like it was them against the world and they would pit the world against the world <laughs> yeah. for entertainment. I mean, it was that they it's, just like to see the world thing. That's creepy. Yeah. That is super relatable these days because I feel like mm-hmm. that is how so many people behave because of the anonymity of the internet. Yeah, that's the whole
0: 4chan thing. And
1: they're like, what if I just make some junk up and try to make somebody mad at somebody else so that I can watch the chaos ensue? Yeah. It's gross. That's
0: definitely a thing.
1: Oh, so who are the three? Like, there's the, the neighbor couple. The neighbor couple. Not the neighbors who said they were going to call the cops, but the neighbors on the other <laughs> side that they convinced Adam and Margot that they actually were.
0: Yeah. They murdered them. They also, more subtly, murdered the cop that was guarding the good guy oh, couple at the very end of the movie.
1: Right. Right. That was never confirmed.
0: No, it wasn't confirmed, but, but they was defi- did. Yeah. They super murdered yeah, it. Yeah,
1: definitely. Okay, so three people. Otherwise, body count in this movie, it's those three, and then does Teeny end up dead?
0: No, because at the end of the movie, they talk about her in some way. They say something about her. I think she's coming over. And he's surprisingly okay with the fact that she shot him, but he makes a joke about it. Okay, because we haven't gotten into Teeny's special side story, which is a little weird.
1: Yeah, so Teeny and her husband—I forget what his name was—are like we're like friends of Margot's, I think. Oh yeah, Margot works at Teeny's store
0: antique mm-hmm. store.
1: She gets stabbed because she hits Sasha with her car. So gently that it like doesn't bother Sasha at all. Yeah. But like then Tom is like, watch where you're going, and like stabs her with a knife as he passes by. Like yeah. just a little like pedestrian road rage. Yeah. I don't know. So Teeny gets stabbed, so that was something overt that they did. They didn't kill her, but they mm-hmm. did that. But then I thought it was fun how they twisted it around that then Teeny ended up being the one shooting Adam, that's true, like that was some way third hand manipulation that just happened to work out, <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't guys. know how much effort they put into that, but it was it did fit their whole thing.
1: I mean they were the cause for a lot of that, like for teeny mm-hmm. being scared and hurt and whatever, and for Adam being running out into the street and all of that,
0: yeah, because here's. Teeny's side story in a nutshell. She and her husband were at the party. They leave the party. They are taking care of Margo and Adam's kid, Dylan.
1: Yes. Who is apparently a precog because he yes. has dreams where he sees the future.
0: Yeah. It's just, that's normal. And so he's like sleeping over at their house, but he needs his Pookie. So. They have to come back. Oh, but I skipped a part where on their way back home from the party, they hit something in the road, which there's a whole so creepy weird bit.
1: I 100% thought that they had hit a person. Yeah. And that her husband, Teeny's husband, had taken that person and put it in the trunk.
0: Because we don't see what he does outside of the car. We just hear noises.
1: Basically, it it's like he just goes behind that vehicle and is like, nope, there's nothing here. <laughs> and then gets back in the car and I was like, Well, you were definitely lying because yeah. that's not how people say that sentence in a normal tone of voice. Well, and thing.
0: his his theory was like, Oh, it's just branches flying through the air around here. Right?
1: It was so <laughs> unbelievable and weird. Like I was like, Oh, you definitely what is happening with this couple?
0: Yeah, and it was at that point where I'm like, Ooh, is there a supernatural element to this? Or like <laughs> is is her husband part of the cult that the bad people are part of mm-hmm. is he the who that invited them oh period <laughs> period <laughs> but it was none of that i i think maybe he was lying to her he had like seen blood or whatever but what yeah. they actually hit was a dog that she finds later. Yeah, she she comes back to take Pookie back to their house, and but she stops there because she's really concerned about what actually happened.
1: Okay, and then there's this whole little side bit where she finds out the d- dog has been hit by their car, and her first initial <laughs> reaction is to open the trunk, where that was the first... Up until that moment, yeah. I was like, there's a lady in the trunk, she's going to find the lady. <laughs> nope, she just has like... A sawed-off shotgun in the trunk. Yeah. I mean, it might not have been sawed off, but it looked pretty gnarly. She just has this, like, random shotgun floating around in her trunk.
0: Which I'm sure that's what her husband was doing in the trunk. But I don't know what exactly he did, because he was only there for a few seconds.
1: And so she finds this injured dog. And the note that I made was that there are two types of people in the world. And one type of person finds an injured dog and is like, I guess I have to shoot it. (laughs) And the other type is, I think I need to find a vet. Yeah. And eventually, she does end up deciding she's going to take this. Does she take the dog to the vet?
0: I don't, we never see it. So I don't think so. I think she just doesn't shoot it. It
1: turns out there's a third type of person. It just lets him suffer. I'll just let this animal suffer in the the woods. I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm moving on from this incident. So
0: she's no hero.
1: No. That whole, uh, eh, that was gross.
0: Yeah. So it's uh, it's her trip back after seeing the dog being unhealthy and ignoring it. Yes. She's coming back to pick up Pookie from their house. She's going around getting all freaked out because she can't find their house. She doesn't understand the hills and she hates the hills. And then she bumps into Sasha and all that stuff we already told you happens. So, So it's weird, her whole side story.
1: But also that side story is taking place throughout the whole evening where all this other stuff is happening. Yeah. So like hours worth of things are happening at the house. Like that whole side story doesn't make sense to me because either they lived way too far apart for it to make any sense for it to happen in the first place or they lived much closer together, and she would have shown up, like, 20 minutes after they left.
0: Yeah. The part about it that doesn't make sense to me is just all the drama and mystery about this yeah. dog. And, I mean, I guess they were just adding to, you know, misleads, like, options for what you might think is going on. To
1: me, it felt like a an incredibly elaborate we have to justify why Teeny has a gun that she's going to use to shoot Adam.
0: Yeah, including so when her husband's getting ready for bed, he's watching guns on TV. It's just like people shooting stuff. Yes, like and he's I'm clearly like, a gun nut.
1: I I didn't question it that much. Actually,
0: like, <laughs> you didn't need all that.
1: <laughs> it wasn't. Some like...
0: people have guns in their trunk.
1: And also. Like, the hills, I'm picturing them in L.A., I would have way more believed it if she just would have pulled a pistol out of the, the <laughs>
0: glove compartment, because glove
1: compartment. I'm like, yeah, obviously people are just driving around with their pistols in their glove to compartments, because whatever, people do stupid stuff like that. I don't buy a shotgun rolling around in the back of their trunk, like, loaded, <laughs> it seemed like. Like, she yeah. didn't have to put cartridges in it or anything.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: It was, the whole thing just didn't make any sense at all.
0: Yeah. It was funny that it was the only thing in the trunk. Like, he opened it up and we were expecting to see this body. And then it just looked empty. But it was because the gun was, like, way at the front. And it was just just a gun. Nothing else.
1: It was, like, way at the front because it just slid around like, yeah. a, like a bag of groceries back there. Oh, <laughs>
0: That's so weird. Yeah. So that whole side thing was... Strange.
1: It it very much was. Very much. There was a level of satisfaction that I felt when Adam got shot. Yeah. <laughs> and when I thought Adam was going to be murdered.
0: Wow.
1: Because he was an unpleasant fellow.
0: He was not good. No. That was part of this, the idea, you know, that kind of you, you can't con an honest man kind of thing. This was like his pride and just weird neediness was how they were able to take advantage of them. Like he had to be kind of bad for this to work.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it was, it was necessary for the story. I don't have a problem with it. Story wise. It's just that he, it's just was, fun
0: like, to have him be shot.
1: Right. Like everything <laughs> about him. I hated everything about him to the point where I was like, Bleh. and he's an imaginary character. So I could like be like, "Ugh!" I can't wait for you to die. <laughs> That's good. He's just like that kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And not only that, but he also lost at therapy. He's the worst.
1: He was the worst. Oh, my gosh. They were so manipulative.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I love that they they the bad couple made up this game. They they were saying this was some kind of therapy they learned in Sweden or something, where basically you just punch each other in the shoulder until you have resolved your issues. And they went for it a little bit, and he ends up swinging for his wife's face, definitely whether he admits it or not. And she dodged it, and he punches like the fireplace and smashes his hand, and. Sasha declares that he lost it there. Or no, I guess his wife says he lost, but Sasha says, yeah, you lost. You're the worst, <laughs> which is definitely how therapy works.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that was a funny line. Okay. So I have a very important question. Okay. The origin story for these two bad guys was, you know, that they were the kids, the twins who killed the, or who got their parents to kill each other. Right.
0: And then defiled their corpses.
1: Oh, one of my notes was defiled is a word, man. Yeah. Like that is a word.
0: And they never revealed what that word means specifically. I but no, it's a but, word. Ooh,
1: it opens up a lot of doors in yeah. your imagination. No, so one of the things that they said was that if their parents were busy beating each other, they were too busy to right. mess with us, was yeah. the phrase that they used. Yeah. Now, you see at that moment a flash to the time when they killed their parent or the, when their parents died where I think Sasha, because she's the one who likes to write messages in blood, someone had used the blood to write something about like ground me now or something like that. Oh, like, yeah. Like something about grounding. So my question is, because there's this suggestion, you know, oh, there's that moment of like, oh. Oh, poor babies were being abused and that's why they're like this. Yeah. Do you think that's what was happening or do you think that they just didn't like being grounded and they were sociopaths and they were like the way to, you know, retaliate against us being grounded is to trick them into murdering each other.
0: I I like that because I don't know that that works. We know that they were doing this stuff all along.
1: I mean, there's the hint that mess with us is something worse right? yeah it like sounds bad but i got the sense that it wasn't like that there was they could have said too busy to beat on us like yeah that's what i expected that, like mirror language but it was very carefully not that yeah and that made me go like oh they weren't even doing anything like oh. i didn't even deserve
0: it did not have that effect on me it made me think it was very bad what they were doing to their children and that's why their children were messed up but now that you bring up the idea that the thing that the the writing in blood actually said ground it was something like you're grounded now or whatever right And I like that idea that it was just regular discipline, not even bad discipline. that
1: their parents were just being parents.
0: Uh Uh-huh. And they were like, we don't like to be controlled. We want to control other people. Yeah. That just makes them all scarier.
1: Right? That much more creepy. Okay, so then the other thing we haven't talked about yet is there is a point when they finally are like, all right, we're going to leave. And before that happens, they look at each other, and Sasha says, Rutabaga. Yeah. Obviously, that's a code word, right? Like, it's completely out of context.
0: It's the first weird thing they've done.
1: Right? And you're like, oh, they're breaking character. like They're breaking their, we're your neighbor's character. What did you think was going to happen when she said Rutabaga?
0: I thought they were just going to go murder them. They were just going to go nuts and... To cut them to pieces. Right? It was yeah. an
1: unsafe word. But it turns out it was a safe word.
0: Rutabaga is the safe word. It means we've decided this couple is not a bad couple, and therefore we are not allowed to hurt them.
1: So it made me reevaluate a scene earlier where I had written down that they, okay, so they had been pitting, they had been trying to pit the two of them against each other, and then... Adam and Margot end up like they're in the kitchen, and Margot, you know Adam just tried to punch Margot in the face his his hand is all beat up from hitting the fireplace. They had been like clearly like on the brink mm-hmm. of something. and now they're in the kitchen, and Margot's putting ice on Adam's hand, and they basically apologize to each other. They're like, we've drunk, you know, we have had too much to drink. It's late like. Clearly, things are weird right now. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They make up. And Sasha is listening from the hallway.
0: Yeah, she sneaks over.
1: Yes. In my notes, I wrote, oh, they made up. Sasha is mad.
0: Yeah. But that's not what that was. No. No, she was deciding that they were good people after all.
1: That no matter how much you tried to pit them against each other, they were like, They were a rock-solid couple, right? And she was like, I respect that. They get to live. These are my new besties.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Or something. (laughs) Something like that. So, turns out, cantaloupe is the unsafe word.
1: Yes, which we find out when they're in the neighbor's house, where they are actually getting revenge it's not just like a, this happened to be, you know, we had to walk into this house to keep up appearances earlier. So we might as well just murder the people in this house. They actually went to that house intentionally because that, that older couple had been there when they were kids. And again, like, they're like, you were there, you saw everything that was happening. And he was like, we didn't. Yeah. And again, like, cause there was nothing happening.
0: I think that's a fun perspective. Creepy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know, your parents made you come in for dinner and wash your hands and stuff. And they're like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) None of that happened. Yeah. But that's sort of the feeling of it. So then what does it mean at the end when it is clear from lots of hints, mostly the fact that he now has a brand new copy of a record that is no longer in print, Mm -hmm. that does not have a scratch in it. Like, he knows. This is new. He knows the only place it could have come from, apparently. (laughs) Apparently. What does it mean that they are back to mess with them? Like, have they decided it's time to kill them? Or are they just like, let's see how... Can we push him a little further? No, because
0: when Adam came over to that other house, he basically pushed them too far. He was, his wife told him, do not apologize again. And he went over to their house to return Sasha's earring that she had left by accident. Mm -hmm. And he's returning it and he starts apologizing again. And that's when he hears the neighbors being tortured and Tom, tries to play it off a little bit and eventually he's like I I just can't do this anymore yeah, and like God, grabs him and pulls him in and that's when he gets kidnapped and I feel like that was kind of the you guys have made this too difficult for us we are tired of your nonsense and especially after all the craziness where you know they were chasing them around and basically the bad couple almost gets caught but they get away I think they're like you guys aren't so great I don't really like you and they're gonna they're gonna kill them
1: i guess i don't know i'm i'm torn i sort of feel like they got away this time they were like we're gonna let you live this time but then after a little while you know that that urge to mess with people builds up again and they're like okay but maybe this time we can get them like yeah you know i don't think they actually respected them as a couple no not really really fun toy to play with yeah and yeah Although it could be that they got away. Like, they didn't like that they escaped from them. Like, that was a loss of control or whatever that they didn't Mm -hmm. like. So now they're like, okay, now we have to get them to kill each other because... Or we have to keep messing with them because otherwise they won therapy.
0: (laughs) They won at therapy.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I did have another theory, though. Yeah? Perhaps that cop really was sleeping. (laughs) Perhaps Margot bought a new record. Put it on the record player, (laughs) pretended she had no idea what he was talking about.
0: She did pretend.
1: Because there was a thing earlier in the movie where I think it was Tom was saying like something about how Margo was going to make Adam pay when she found out about the house.
0: Oh, yeah. About the house being a murder house. Yes.
1: And that there was going to be something where like, oh, she's, you know, she's going to make you pay for that. I'm like, is this her getting even and like freaking him out? Because he was the one freaking out. She was like completely nonchalant about it. And he was like screaming, it's not skipping.
0: (laughs) Yes. And she was completely ignoring him, which was interesting.
1: Right. And so was that something or was that just, we were supposed to think she was in the kitchen and didn't hear what he was saying.
0: They left it open for that possibility, but at the very end, the last little sound, he, like, he picks up the whiskey glass that was clearly left there for him, and he hears ice jingle from across the room, and he looks over there.
1: I didn't catch that.
0: Yeah, that was the the moment. Oh. But the way Margo was, like, completely chill and ignoring all his freaking out, I felt like she was, like being held at gunpoint or something to act normal. Or
1: maybe she was in on it. Or that. I'm done with this Adam dude. (laughs) I am going to let them do whatever they want to do. And then I'm going to go back to being in my band with Mr. Sexy pants. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe they just brought her enough Coke that she was like, whatever. Yeah. It's fine. I don't know. The whole thing was weird. Also, where was Dylan then? I don't know. He was at school. I'm not even sure. I mean, I guess it was because they had to have a reason for, To be driving back and forth across town all night long But, like, why was that kid even in They could have just been a childless couple And it would have been the exact same movie
0: Because for some reason, he's psychic
1: Yeah, I don't understand I don't feel like he added anything to the movie Yeah For some reason This movie brought out our need to summarize the plot more than a lot of the other movies have this year. Mm-hmm. I think that's because the plot was actually interesting. Yeah. It was kind of complicated. It twisted a little bit. There were, you know, there was a lot going on. And then there were also the not interesting parts where I'm like, why, why, <laughs> why? Why? This feels like a very different review than the other ones we've done so far this year. And and I'm trying to wonder why. I'm trying to find out why. I think it's because this movie was just a little different.
0: It was. Let me tell you something.
1: Okay.
0: This movie is adult horror. And when I say that, I don't mean pornographic, which is what adult usually means. Yeah. It's horror for adults in like a myriad of ways it is about fears that older people can relate to this whole gaslighting thing, people messing with you,
1: not fitting in with your neighbors.
0: Yeah. The social pressures and things like
1: whether you've been successful, we're
0: not scared of monsters, but we are scared of society.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. We're scared of the regrets that we have because of the decisions we made. Yes. And, like, what kind of sacrifices we made. It it has
0: all those things that Uh mess with you as an older person. And it's about grown-ups as opposed to being about teenagers. Like, even just mainline, just basically, like, a horror movie about stuff usually doesn't go beyond college age. It's just, like, the grown-ups in this movie are, you know, college kids.
1: Do you think that's because, like, we assume that, like, in your early, t- up to your early 20s, you're still dumb enough to like decide to do things <laughs> that put you in those situations. And by the time you're 45, you're like, A, you don't go anywhere anyway. You're like, Ugh, it's too tired. Like, it's just to stay too home much. And watch Married at first sight. But
0: what if that home is haunted?
1: Well, there is that. Oh, and often if it, there are adults or like actual grown ups, their d- fear is around keeping their children safe.
0: Yeah, <laughs> these guys didn't care these about that at all.
1: Care. I think most of the time they forgot they had a kid in the first place. Yeah.
0: My theory on that is more about the audience for horror. It's less like, you know, younger people like horror. We're going to put younger people in them so they identify. That's valid. But, you know, it, this is for grown-ups. It's like that. It's got a very dramatic feel and tone. And it's just very adult in style as opposed to mm-hmm. goofy kid stuff.
1: Maybe more mature in mature.
0: style. Mature.
1: Because every time you say adult, I think porn.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's an older person movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. So anyway, I guess this movie felt very different, but really when it comes down to it, rating wise, I mean, it's not that different to rate based on all the usual criteria. It was well acted. I thought like, you know, the technology that went into it, it was, you know, the filmography, all that good choices were made. There were a couple weird things. There was a point where the plot of the story was that he was putting on a record, but then they decided to have the soundtrack song (laughs) start and then the needle dropped on the record player. And I was like, well, that was weird. Like, why didn't you? That's not
0: how those work.
1: Yeah. Like that just pointed out to me that it wasn't actually the record playing that we're just listening to a soundtrack. That was a weird choice on on their part. Otherwise, like I don't have a lot of complaints except for those couple of funky plot things that happened. And those are balanced out by the intriguing plot points that they brought in where I'm like, were these kids abused or were they just freaky from the beginning? I don't know. So it, it left me with questions. It left me with things to think about so I think I'm actually going to give this movie four uh-ohs out of five.
0: <laughs> Sasha's
1: catchphrase. Yeah. Was it the best horror movie I've ever seen? Definitely not. Did I feel horror while I was watching it? Yes, on a variety of different levels. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly that whole social construct thing, especially being a, you know, repressed Midwesterner, like the idea of somebody being invited into your house and then just straight up refusing to leave. They don't even have to be trying to murder me. Like, Mm -mm. go home. Why (laughs) won't you go home? That's just a scary plot point. So I'm giving it four out of five. What would you say?
0: Going into this, I was aiming for a three and a half. But you've added so many fun new angles with your notes that really do some good stuff. Overall, I really enjoyed it. But the side story with Teenie was like just weird and pointless. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand how that fits in other than to just randomly pad it and add, you know, ooh, more scary mystery for no reason. Mm -hmm. But the, the core story of these people. What, what I really loved was that it was their whole thing was gaslighting, not murdering. Mm-hmm. Like they did murder some people, but that's not what they were there for. They were there to just annoy people. <laughs> and that's very terrifying.
1: <laughs> and to turn people's like worst sides against themselves. like yeah. that, Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's scary chaos. So I will give it Four uh uh-ohs out of five.
1: Same. Really? All right. Fight the horror of a world gone mad. So I'm going to quote Tom and say about my hot political tip for this movie, I got nothing. Hmm. Like, I, I, usually there's something that I'm like, this ties into my political world, it, you know, pretty obviously. And I could have found like, I'm sure there's something I could have forced. Like there's everything is political in some Mm -hmm. way, but there was nothing that in the moment made me go like, Oh, that's the thing. So I'm just going to say, this is a relatively good, like brain cleansing movie. It's not going to delve into a lot of like political issues. I think at least it didn't for me Mm -hmm. overtly. And instead, I'm going to use my hot political tip time to say early voting is coming very soon. If you live in a place where early voting happens, here in Texas, our early voting starts October 24th. So there are two weeks that you can go and vote at select polling places prior to election day, and I highly recommend that because get you never it done. Have- yeah. You never know what's going to happen on election day. I always have this fear that like, I'm going to have like a flat tire or I'm going to get sick or whatever. And it's going to be a huge inconvenience to go vote on election day. So I like to get it done right away. And also all the people who don't use early voting are going to be standing in line on election day. Go at like lunchtime on a Wednesday and uh, there will be no line. You'll be in and out. Get her done.
0: That sounds great. I would say this movie has some messages about capitalism in it and the horribleness of trying to keep up with other people.
1: Definitely. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure we could have found stuff. Oh, found we something. could have found stuff. But I, I kind of just enjoyed it as, like, just what it was. So, anyway, that's that. We'll see you next week.
0: Hey, everybody. Happy Halloween. I mean, not right now, but this month. This month is all Halloween.
1: It's Halloween month.
0: Huzzah!
1: Huzzah! Don't forget to contact your elected representatives. Scary as they may be.
0: How far away is Soli now?